shooting Sunday night at Route 91. More than 100 investigators have spent the last 72 hours combing through the life of 64-year-old Stephen Paddock to produce a profile of someone I will call disturbed and dangerous. What we know is Stephen Paddock is a man who spent decades acquiring weapons and ammo and living a secret life, much of which will never be fully understood. He meticulously planned on the worst domestic attack in United States history. As many of you already reported, Paddock rented a room at the Ogden Hotel in downtown Las Vegas. This has been confirmed, okay? Reasons that ran through Paddock's mind is unknown, but it was directly during the same time. Yeah, here we go, and we're recording now. All right, all right, all right. You, uh, cool. yeah, a redo. Yeah, yeah, we were having audio issues, and there was just no way to fix it up, so we decided to redo it. But then we didn't want to redo it right away. We wanted to move through and get done with the the worst shit ever. So we're going to one that's <laughs> light in comparison in many ways to the last one. The last one before that as well. Um, but actually one of the, the highest uh, mass shooting by an individual in United States history. Yeah. So as for body count, it was probably the worst thing that's happened. But yeah, it's definitely not as bad as the last incident we had to go through. Yeah. yeah this one. At we, least here the cops tried to do something. Yeah, the worst thing you got to worry about is. Uh, um like the cops being somewhat involved or, you know, there being a third entity somewhere in the mix. Conspiracy theories due to a couple of like legitimate questions. Um, so yeah, today we're going to talk about Steven Paddock and the Las Vegas shooting at the Mandalay Bay hotel on, uh, October 1st, 2017. Um, he was, uh, he was born in Iowa. Uh, I didn't really find any direct from his childhood anyway, no connection to Florida. Um, however, <laughs> yeah, there was a point in time he touched, he touched a toe in Florida. Yeah. 
Yep, he lived in Melbourne, Florida for a while. So, yet again, that's starting to look like, you know, not all, but a good bit. Like, we've, we've, we've gone through 10, well, or some of them were double, so at least 14. And uh, Florida is like, you know, it's pretty common. It's like one out of those 14 was a female, you know? And I figured that's a pretty good sample size. There's been like, what, five or six with connections to Florida? Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, about 40%. Yeah, that's definitely higher than than a base average. No, this is not all 5,487,000 shootings that happen in this country. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a good cross-section of the worst, and there's, there's Florida. Um, his dad, uh, Benjamin Paddock, was a bank robber who got arrested in 1960 and then escaped in 69. Um, he ended up on the FBI's most wanted list. He was never around. Um, Stephen had little interaction with uh, his father once he got released from prison the second time. Um, so, yeah, his dad, his dad was kind of out of the picture, kind of a piece of shit. Kind of interesting, you know, at the time there were so many people like uh, even Ted Bundy escaped uh, jail and prison like more than once. I think it was like two escapes. Like they they used to just let people kind of walk out of jail, you know, like it won't shit. Um, so, yeah, he. Uh, oh, man, he. Uh, he worked at the Postal Service. Um Later, he uh, started working for the Defense Contract Audit Agency. And then he, uh, towards the end of the 80s, he did three years as an auditor for uh, what would become Lockheed Martin. So, you know, like, so that's a, that's a double whammy there with Lockheed Martin in, uh, at the Columbine. You know, but I don't think that yeah. would necessarily, that, that's a connection, but not necessarily a correlation. Yeah, it um, definitely connects to something later, which could point to a correlation. Does not guarantee one, though. Yeah, like I said, it, it 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 it's one of the key factors and one of, one of many conspiracy theories that are surrounding this particular story that we'll touch on later. You know, let's let's not let it interfere right this second. Just remember that he had a hand in you know governmental defense and possibly some military uh, contracts there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so he also had a real estate business with his brother, Eric. Um, he uh, ended up selling that business later on and he was worth $2 million. Um, he uh, also owned an apartment complex in uh, 2004. He sold that off and it may, he made five to $6 million from its sale in uh 2015. So he was, he was pretty rich, but there was a reason he had to have all this money. He had a serious fucking gambling habit. Um, he was hooked through the fucking nose to video poker. Like it was, he loved video poker and he was real peculiar about it too. Like he would go and he would like, uh, monopolize one machine and he'd sit there for fucking a long time. Fucking rookie. <laughs> You don't just take one machine. You sit there and you take the one in front of you and the two to each side. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. Or you do like one grandma I've seen. She'd just take the whole damn row. 
Oh man, people are the whole gambling thing is so weird. Gambling so weird. Like, I, I I'm starting to really you know agree with the, the whole concept of it being just like an addiction to like uh, heroin or coke or something like that. Um, I, I'm I'm starting to see that. I'm starting to understand that. So I mean, casinos in there, they they kind of suck. Like on the on the human level, they they suck. I guess I I just don't see the attraction to it. I, I never got off playing poker with the friends, you know, the nickel dime poker. I never really liked it. I mean, I like hanging out with the friends and stuff, but the actual game, you know, betting on the, it's meh. Yeah. I guess it's like the cocaine to me. And, you know, just, you know, I could live without it. Just so, yeah, you let y'all guys go over there. And yeah, if that's what we want to do, fine. But, you know, it doesn't really affect me. <laughs> um, He got married and divorced twice. Uh, and, and when he was living in California, he was on good terms with both of his ex-wives. Um, he went on 20 cruise ship voyages all over, uh, Spain, Italy, Greece, Jordan, United Arab Emirates. Um, and he found a girlfriend in, uh, the Philippines. Um, yeah, the Philippines. Yeah. Yeah. Got her a passport and whatnot, brought her back. Um, he was, he had kind of like a a quiet life, you know, honestly, um, his only inter, uh, interaction with law enforcement was a minor traffic, uh, citation, which he settled in court. Um, and he sued, uh, the cosmopolitan cosmopolitan of Las Vegas in uh, September of 2012 because he slipped and fell and was injured. Uh, the lawsuit was settled and dismissed. Um, so he, he, he had no like uh, interest in politics or anything like that. He had no like leanings one way or the other. As far as religious go, he had no like religious leanings really. Um, he's he, just a basic boring person that liked to gamble. Yeah, he uh, he also had a penchant for child porn that they found out later on. Um, and his brother at this time was uh, at the time of the shooting, I believe, was in prison for child porn. Um, he started drinking. That's another thing that's way too damn common. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming up. Yeah, it is. It is. And not just in these, like, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's something that's popped up a few times before. Um, oh, what's the fucker's name from Sandy hook. Now I can't remember Adam Lanza. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was, that was the one. He had a bunch of it or, or not some, I don't think he had a bunch of it, but he was in favor of it. Um, but yeah, yeah they, he's the one that, he's the one that wrote the essay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, uh, you can write 30 pages on that. You're thinking way too deep into it. <laughs> like way too deep. In uh, the years leading up to the guns, I mean, up to the shooting, he had bought uh, over total of them uh, between uh, 82 and 2016, 29 firearms, mostly handguns and shotguns. And then, uh, between October 16th and September 28th, 2017, he purchased over 55, the majority of them rifles. Um, and this guy liked his firearms. Mm-hmm. Then one day out of the blue, uh, he goes to his girlfriend, sends her back to the Philippines, sends her a hundred grand to buy a house. Um, 
He'd been he'd hooked up with a prostitute in Vegas. Uh like yeah, so right before this is all like two weeks or so before the attack leading up to it. Um he goes to a hotel. He, what what was the name of the hotel again where the shooting happened? Um yeah. yeah, yeah. He get he gets comped a room there because he's such a you know constant gambler. Um and he starts like his first day there, he starts bringing in like bags of rifles and um yeah, where, where's the information? I have it here somewhere. Uh, yeah, he, he brought in way too much stuff, folks. Yeah, I like, mean, everybody wants to talk about you know guns, you know, and it's okay, that's fine. We can we can have that discussion, but when a single man comes in and he he brings in like freaking thirty pieces of luggage over a week's time. Somebody ask what the fuck is going on. I ain't saying you got to search him. I ain't saying you got to do anything like that. Just just ask a fucking question. Just asking the question might have turned this guy around. Like, oh no, they're on to me. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah. nobody asked. They helped him. They even gave him access to the freaking service elevator so they could put more stuff into it. Yeah, they helped him carry guests. up 10 rifle bags, like obvious guns, you know, uh, is a ridiculous amount of weapons that the hotel staff helped him carry up there. Um, range bags. Yeah. Fucking range bags. You know there's a gun in a range bag. Right, and he's uh, checked into two rooms side by side. Um, <coughs> right before yeah, he checked in with uh, what's 10 range bags and a computer. Uh, four days later, he got the next suite right next to the one that he was already in. Um, let's see, there was a uh, where's that daggone list? No, it ain't there. Oh, well. But yeah, over the week's time, yeah, there was a day brought in was six, six bags. And then it was another five bags and it was another handful of bags. I can't remember the exact number, but I mean, this guy wound up with, what was it? 24 freaking firearms in that damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like a ridiculous 23 rifles and a handgun. Yeah. 24 firearms. Um, it's fucking crazy. And they helped two, him two, carry three it up there. AR 15 frame rifles, 308 AR 10s, um, a, a, a 308 bolt action rifle, and his 38 caliber revolver. I mean, this guy was, well, he was loaded for a shooting, but I mean, he was fucking loaded. And they just, hey, let me help you with that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let, let's definitely think about. And of all the things that we can talk about, we we got to we got to work on. Let's at least talk about you know limiting the amount of luggage that you can carry around with you. Right, right. Um, so he hooks up. Uh, he has one of those room service carts out in the hallway of his uh, uh in front of the rooms, and he hooks a little webcam up to his. I had several laptops in the room with him, but he hooks it up so he can see anybody coming down the hallway. Um. <clears throat> Then he rigs the uh, the elevator door, or like the the door leading from the elevator to the to the hallway, and you know goes goes to work. 
he uh, starts shooting at this. Um, uh, it was a like a music festival, like right across the street from the hotel. Um, there was like Jason Aldean was coming on, and he was the like closing performance of the festival. Uh, I had notes on who all was there, or how many people were there. And yeah, 22,000 attendees on the final day there. Um, so he starts shooting. He used a hammer to break the two windows in the room, starts shooting at uh, 10.05. Um, 490 yards away into the festival audience. Uh, so like he, he started hitting people. He fired over 1,000 rounds into the festival audience ultimately. He also managed to hit a, uh, a, a large jet fuel tank at the airport uh, about 2,000 feet away, um, but it didn't explode. So that's, I think that's you know pretty obvious that's what he was hoping for. Um, there was a security guard that had been responding to an open door alarm on his hallway, and he comes off the elevator and into the hall and gets in front of the door, and he start, he's hearing shots. Well, at this time, the uh, what's-his-face, Paddock, has seen him on the camera, so he shoots him through the door. He, like, you know, falls back, go, gets around the corner thinking he'd been shot with a BB gun because, you know, he was in a state of, like, shock. And uh, he calls for help. Um, I don't know where that come from. He, he must have gotten himself together for the interview because he never mentions that in the actual interview for for after the event um, yeah <laughs> i don't know if i would either <laughs> it is in his actual interview with uh fuck it i think it was diane sawyer I can't i can't remember if it was or not i've seen so many daggone interviews it's kind of hard for me to remember which interviewer was actually doing the the, the thing but anyway they were talking to this guy and yeah he, he, he recounted getting shot in the leg and like yeah i looked down and i saw the blood and i knew it was trouble i was like yeah motherfucker <laughs> your report says it was a BB gun. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So and at first cops can't tell, nobody can really tell where the shots are coming from. Cause it's kind of echoing around out there. Um, there was like, a, they thought there was multiple shooters. They, they were unsure, but finally the cops show up. Um, oh, let's see. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the first two police officers uh, reached the 32nd floor of the hotel at 10.17 p.m., which is uh, 12 minutes after the shooting started. Um, so a like, little slower than the guys down there at Evalde, but... Uh, yeah, they, they cleared out all the rooms in the hallway, um, and he fucking... They, they, they blew the door, and he was found dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Um, he had like tried to barricade himself in the door with like little metal L brackets and shit, but you know, they blew the door and he should have known that because he had Google searched like shortly before this, do cops use explosives? <laughs> so, yeah, like you had to search. Of course they do. Yeah. Um, now he was a plan, apparently planning for a lot more because, you know, they found ammonium nitrate in his freaking car. Yeah. And Tannerite. Um, the cop said he had nefarious intent but he did not appear to have assembled an explosive device. Um, they found Can 19 you imagine a freaking info bomb that just happened to be sitting over there, like, you know, 
disguised as a water fucking cooler or something with a Tannerite detonator. You just scope in on it, yeah, shoot the Tannerite, yeah. and it goes, oh my goodness. Like, I can't mm-hmm. believe they sell Tannerite to anybody. Uh, <laughs> that shit, it's like, it's insane. Because I've sat there and thought like, well, that would would have made Timothy McVeigh's job easier. You know, like, it's such a, it's such an, it's so Had insane. he put the Tannerite near the fuel uh, tank that he was trying to shoot at the airfield. That would have worked out too. Like that, it's a, it's insane that you can just, anyway. Um, like, I'm not, I'm all for being able to buy guns, but. Yeah, don't use these as ideas. These are just uh, <laughs> theories. They're they're not plans or ideas. It's reasons it's, why this is a bad idea to be sold openly like that without a license. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. What his uh, laptop was found to be missing its hard drive. You know, um, oddly, why would he bring a laptop without a hard drive? You know, that's that's a big question that keeps getting brought up. Why was it there? Then? To the tech geeks, how hard is it to make a laptop work without a hard drive? Uh, it is impossible unless you have some sort of external drive. And even then, it's it's tricky. Yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm just how difficult is it? Would somebody actually go through that for something like they're he, not he's a, doing? Not if they have other laptops, which he yeah. did. <laughs> So um, why is that damn thing missing then? Yeah, and that goes back I mean, to... It could what, be that it was just, you know, it was a bad one, and he's just like, I'm just going to use that for my camera kind of a thing, and I'm going to use the other ones for whatever the hell you use a laptop or computer for while you're shooting people. Um, murder porn, maybe? Or uh-huh. or documents uh, or, or documents of, uh, like, you know, wrongdoing in a major defense contractor company. I, who knows? Well, that could be hiding on the hard drive. Yeah, that I'm could be on that hard drive. I mean, he had other computers he could have used, yeah. but and he if didn't he was... use the other computers because he was using the other computers for something. Yeah, yeah, and he didn't get rid of the com- the hard drive that had the kitty porn on it. So, where did this hard drive go? Why did it go? If you know, it it, it wasn't found in his home either. You know, um, so yeah, that 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 alone, there's there was always these rumors of there being multiple parties involved, or the feds were involved, or they they allowed it to happen like they told the hotel like the hotel tried to get help and they told them no 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 this is okay because of the, all the weapons they were carrying to his room none of that i don't believe most of that except for when it comes to this hard drive but uh yeah the event itself i don't know where the hard drive went to i don't know what he was doing while he was shooting out a window with the other computers that he could have been using for the thing that the hard drive thing didn't wouldn't work for but yeah, this this whole event, he's firing out a window. Now he's got uh, these semi-automatic rifles that everybody's all freaked out about nowadays because it seems like everybody wants to do use the things. Um, and we'll get into that on the the big episode about the popularity of it. Uh, but he also had this little device on most of his ARs that were that's called a bump stock. Now, this mm-hmm. bump stock is a slip-over stock that goes on the shoulder bit, and it's got some kind of a cushion or a spring or something inside. I've never actually taken one apart or never even looked at how they actually work. Yeah, first time I heard them about them, I had action. to ask a gun friend what it was, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, it basically <laughs> puts some kind of a spring action in between the weapon and your shoulder, so when you pull the trigger, the recoil of the gun 
goes back into that cushion and then pushes the weapon back into your finger while you're still holding it in place. So it automatically pulls the trigger again, um, essentially turning it into a machine gun because all you got to do is just hold your finger in place and it's going to keep firing until it's out of ammunition. Now he had some pretty large capacity magazines. That's another point of talk that will come up on is, you know, large magazines, small magazines. Yeah. So he didn't have to reload as often. It really doesn't take long to reload, but he was shooting out this window and it was pretty rapid fire. Yeah. We're going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to find a good clip and we're going to put in a little excerpt in here. Um, that has the sound of this thing going off from the perspective of the crowd. Now I'm not trying to do this as a, uh, a shock thing on this one. This is full disclosure of it. This is what it was for. We'll probably put it at the end of this, just so you'll know. Um, we might have a little bit in the front just for the, the, the drama, but, um, people in the crowd initially thought it was fireworks. Yeah. There were a good 40 or 50 shots that were fired off before anybody started to panic except for maybe well, the people that were beside the people that fell down and you know most, were bloodied most people have a hard time shifting gears that fast like you might have your your combat veterans and some people that uh you know would have recognized it immediately but the vast majority of people the first thing that enters their mind at least at this point maybe now will change who knows um but at this point the first thing that enters your mind is like is not that somebody's shooting a gun across the street 200 something feet up you know um well with this sound file you, yeah you should have uh, everybody should have there fireworks even the the packs with a with hundred freaking little tiny mini sticks in there that you like and you toss them up and they go pa -da 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 -da. no the, it doesn't even sound close um folks have got to i mean especially after this i hope they all do but yeah you, you folks really got to learn what guns sound like so go to a range even if you hate them and learn what they sound like because apparently it'll save your freaking life yeah yeah and um like the nobody has any idea what his motive is he was on antidepressants he had bipolar disorder had like a he was a germaphobe um he wasn't on antidepressants. Excuse me. He was offered antidepressants, and he only accepted anxiety medication. He was paranoid about you know medication and doctors. Um, he was odd. Had didn't show much emotion, but nobody really, you know, nobody really has any idea where it came from, where this came from. Out of nowhere, like he's in debt, but you know, but not not really. He's not really in debt so much as he's just got a here a serious gambling addiction, and. That's one of the things that comes up. It's like, oh, well, he was, you know, wanting to commit suicide gambling. And it's like, yeah, but this is more than suicide. Like, he had. You want to commit, commit suicide in Vegas, you go borrow half a million dollars and you don't yeah. pay it back. He had 70 something ways in his house to commit suicide. You know? Well, if you're too scared to do it yourself, you go borrow a uh, half a million from a freaking mobster. Jesus, and yeah. You don't pay it back. Jesus, even more than that. You got the money. Go hire a hitman and tell them you don't want to know when it's coming. Yeah. I mean, for fuck's right sake. town. You don't, yeah, you don't have to kill 60 people and wound uh, 860. Well, 411 were wounded by gunfire. But the re the remainder of the 867 is like, it's still his fault. You know what I mean? 
Absolutely. Nair damn one of them would have got hurt without his assistance. Yeah. Um, this one also has another connection. Um, one of the victims at this later went to a, uh, or no, right. Yeah. One of the, this is the one where, um, yeah, one they of, survived this one and went to another one in California. Yeah, right? no, they were, yeah, they went to California and, and got involved in another shooting and was killed there. And so that's at least twice that people have left a shooting and gone on to be killed at another one. Uh, it happened in Colorado too at the Aurora Theater, um, and that's and that's really odd. Like you know, it, it's just so unusual for that to happen that in that way more than once. And like I said, we only picked ten, and I'm I wouldn't be surprised at all to find that there was more people. Um, like this thing passes. Well, we around got like one that we got one we know of. We we didn't we didn't cover in Parkland, but uh, we got one we know of that has you know been involved and survived two different incidences. We didn't even cover you know, Parkland. No, we didn't even cover Parkland, and it's an interesting one. You but know. I'm over school shootings, bro. Yeah, we're, we're done with that. <laughs> we're done with that. You, you, if you want to know about Parkland, folks, go look up to yourself. Um, I don't think either one of us would be able to sleep at night for. If we look into just one more of these, and you know, I, yeah, I I don't like where my mind's been going after looking into some of this stuff because yeah, yeah, some of it hits a little close to home. It really does, man. And um, and this dude, I he doesn't really fit the profile of the majority of these other shooters. Um, I honestly think there was something else going on here that they're not telling us, or that nobody's you know telling any you know it's top secret or some shit. There's something going on It does leave some here. room to come up with your own conspiracy, doesn't it? It 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 does. The the laptop and the fact that he doesn't fit the profile at all. Um No, he, not not at all. I mean, other than coming from a broken family and having some weird quirks, you know, like child pornography, you know, but it, nothing here points to this guy growing up to be a serial killer and he's way too damned old. Yeah, yeah, so, you know. So I don't get or a it. mass murder, not serial killer, different, yeah. different genre. But and, yeah, there's nothing that points to it. And then you've got the, like you said, he was connected in some defense, you know, if some, uh, some folks that are involved in defense, you know, by auditing stuff. So he had some information somewhere, you know, maybe he found the wrong piece. I don't know. Yeah. That's one of the conspiracies is that you know, at least one I'm coming up with. If somebody else else hadn't is that he had found something while he was working there, and somebody found out about it later. That wait a minute, this this information was downloaded, and yeah. this guy did it, and now they they're going after him. Um, because there was a good little spell after the gunfire stopped before the cops got up to the room, and something else could have happened there. We don't know exactly. But, but it, we, it we seems never will, he was probably. already dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Yeah, when I'm they blew the door around that um, before they ever arrived to the floor. Yeah. So, well, I mean, he might have seen them coming. And well, yeah, that's possible. That is possible. But why did he stop shooting long before they ever got there? Agreed. That's weird. He he had enough weapons and ammunition to fire right until they come up and put the explosives on the door. He could have shot through the doors and the walls at the cops and you know you know, run them back down the hallway somewhere. You know, you, but he was he he was already dead. Yeah, 
I don't think he waited till he saw the cops to take his own life. I think he was dead a long time before they got there. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe he did have an accomplice. Maybe the accomplice shot him. We don't fucking really know. And we never really can because you can't really trust anything they say when weird shit's going on. Um, you just know that shit's weird. But like I said, I he he's definitely a mass shooter. He's the largest body count, but I don't I don't uh, I don't attribute him to the rest of them that more or less are pretty much all the same. He's an outlier. Um, I don't even think his numbers should his like his particular data should be involved when they're looking for the mass shooting phenomena. Uh, I put him, you know, like a one-off, a fucking, an, a, uh, what's the word? An anomaly. This man. Yeah, is he's an the anomaly. kind of shooters we should only that we only should have to worry about. You know, the the shit that just doesn't make sense. There, it's not that we dropped the ball. It's not that we let him slip through the cracks. You know, something flipped in his skull to make him make this decision. That's completely unpredictable. You know, unlike some of these other kids that came from broken homes, were mistreated, were sexually abused, were bullied, you know, had a a fascination with death. What the heck ever, you know, all this other stuff that that goes on with these, these, these other folks that do this heinous shit. They all have a story that if you put it all together kind of points to like, this guy's probably going to do some stupid shit soon. Yeah. None of that with um, this guy, this guy here, this guy here, he was just your, except for the kitty porn stuff. If you didn't know about that, he was just your average freaking guy. There was nothing special about him at all. Yeah. He just happened to have a little bit of money because he got lucky enough to, to come into some, you know, it, and he was pretty decent at gambling, so he didn't really lose everything. Yeah, yeah. He he figured like the losses that he regularly had were made up for with all the all the comps from the hotel, and he might have been right. You know, I mean, yeah. But, and I mean, supposedly by one of his acquaintances from his boating trips around the world, that he actually had an algorithm that had him winning more than he lost. But you know that, you know, I don't believe that. It's we talk about Vegas here, yeah. You know? The only way you win in Vegas is if you happen to win one hand and you walk away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. House always wins. So how bad were his losses? I don't know. Apparently all of his debts were paid supposedly before he did all this. Yeah. At least from what they can he, tell, but he like pretty much uh, took care of all his final affairs. You know, like it looks like a suicide up until, you know, well, maybe he borrowed $10 million from the mobster to pay off everybody else and didn't pay off the mobster. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was the second gunman over on the grassy knoll. Yeah. We don't fucking know. Um, we go by what yeah, they tell us. One of the aliens one. that Buzz seen coming. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, folks, that's uh, the Las Vegas shooting and uh, Steven Paddock, that piece of shit the anomalous piece of shit. And that wraps up our fucking mass shootings. Um, it does not wrap Yay. up our final discussion that will be happening in a couple of weeks. Um, but it does wrap up going through these fucking giant pieces of shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, this to week get ready for our big discussion later, folks, uh, definitely leave us some comments or something like that, especially anybody that's from overseas outside of the U S I'm really interested to hear from you 
about the gun culture in your neighborhoods. Uh, what, what are the gun laws like? Do you think they're actually working? What other kind of stuff is happening if you don't have guns? You know, are people running around stabbing each other now? Uh, let us know that kind of stuff so we can include that into our big discussion. You've yeah. only got about a week, folks, because you know, next week we're probably going to tackle this. So if you've got any kind of information that you would lo- like to share with us, please do so. We won't hold anything against you. We don't care how strange it sounds. We don't care if you badmouth us over here in the States. We're used to it. Hell, we badmouth ourselves. We're, we're, we're shit. Um, we're, we're like toddlers in, in the You'll the never offend world. me about it. I am not patriotic. I am not patriotic. You, you will not offend me. <laughs> well, I am patriotic, and you still ain't going to offend me. I, I, know what, I know what I'm standing you're, for. You're an honest patriot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm not, I'm not blinded i don't i don't have my red white and blue blinders on man uh, i can see through the flag and you know I, I know how much blood's on it and i know the history you know i know what we've done i know how we got here and you know, i wish we would change but it's going to be a long slow process and we admit that but yeah to let us know because we've got our own little gun culture over here and our own set of laws and everybody knows we've got that you know infamous second amendment that says that we're you know depending on how you interpret it um, that we're supposed to be able to carry whatever the hell we want to as far as weaponry. And then, you know, so that's our little back history and you know, how we have evolved with it. And now we're seeing the results of our nation with that. You know, I'm not saying that is the problem. I'm saying, you know, the whole big old mixing pot that we have over here has got some problems. So I would like to have some other data you know, other than just what I can pick up offline. Cause yeah, you know, yeah. You over here, that. we don't, we don't trust media. Yeah. I don't trust over anything. Here. Everything's a lie. Um, <laughs> um, I'd li- I would rather hear word of mouth from a person than I would from any news source, including Al Jazeera or uh, BBC or Australia of one, uh, which is where I used to get most of my news because they were, they used to be relatively. But then I realized the rest truthful, of the world but, was becoming just like here. Yeah. Or we are becoming just like there. I, I, who knows? We'll, we'll I don't know which direction it's episodes. going, but yeah, don't trust the media. Don't trust. Yeah. Look for actual data. You let me know your own personal anecdotal anecdotal. Yeah. Anecdotal. That's the way to say it. <laughs> Information from your own perspective. Cause that's the kind of stuff I want to put together and compare. You know, yeah. It's going to be comparing apples and oranges, but you know, if you know what an orange is, you, you know what to do with your apples. So let us know. Hit us up. We got the uh, the Twitter, the emails, uh, stonerpointpod at g- stonerspointpod at gmail.com, uh, stonerspoint at Twitter. Um, we get comments on the YouTube page. You just, uh, and yeah, wherever yeah. the heck else you can leave you can a comment us for us. Uh, we're on uh, Patreon. We're on uh, Acast. We're on um, Spotify. Uh, we're on Amazon Music. We're also on Audible and Podchaser. Um, so, yeah, you can you can find us on a lot of apps. There's some not yet, but we'll get there, folks. We'll get there. Um, you can you can reach out to us through email. You can join our, uh, our Patreon uh, members for $5, and you'll get uh, early release content, bonus content, and we are working on merch. Uh, stand by on that one. That'll be we're, – we're working on it. Um, so yeah, unless uh, you got anything else, Mike. Um, but on around. the merch thing, we are going to have uh, uh, Patreon supporter merch. Um, I'm, I'm thinking that's you know, something we're definitely going to do. It's available through our Patreon. 
yet. So why not do it? Um, we'll have, that'll be for different tiers and you'll get, you know, different p- potential items for, you know, being a Patreon supporter. Um, but the other merch is going to be some, some specialty stuff that I'm looking at that would be you know, different from what we can get through the Patreon. Uh, we'll definitely let you know about that. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, well, yeah. The folks here in the States as well are also welcome to leave comments about what yeah, you think yeah, about yeah. our own little gun culture well, and stuff. Well, we well. do have a, a surprisingly large European following. Um, you know, we, we are based in the States and our, a good majority of our listeners are actually in the States. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm welcome. I'm open to any opinion, at least to hear it. Um, so Yeah. Uh, so I guess with that, I'll say see you guys on our next episode, which is what are we going to be doing? Are we going to be doing fascism tomorrow? Um, and I, I, as light as that is, and as as a happy subject as that is compared to what we've been doing, it's I, yeah, I really want to break. Oh, into that's something right. We were just going. We were just going to find like random shit in the news to talk about. Yeah, so. yeah, it's, it's going to be a random conversation this weekend. One one that uh, is more typical of a daily conversation between you know, Richard and I. Um, yeah. So it should be interesting. We don't know where we're going to wind up at. We don't even know where we're going to start, but I guarantee you there'll be a few steps in between. Oh, yeah, yeah. We always seem to talk about porn and religion, and neither of us are huge porn knaves or religious. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, uh, fuck around and uh, find out.